Listen, Dad, are mobile suits more important to you than human beings? <sighs> it almost looks like this mobile suit is shaking in terror. It's a mobile suit! Amaro, is that you inside that mobile suit? Let's just see. Let's test the reaction time of your brand new mobile suit. You alone are responsible for the mobile suit now. Is that understood? These are the days when you wish your bed was already made. It's just another mobile suit. Monday. Wish it was Sunday. That's my Farmer Ray. My idol has to run day. It's just another mobile suit. Monday. Amaro Ray Mobile suit In war, to keep the upper hand, you have to think two or three moves ahead of the enemy. Hey guys, welcome back to another wingerific episode of Fanholes Mobile Suit Mondays. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and I am not alone. I am joined tonight by two, count them two, of my Operation Meteor colleagues. Why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Sure, we, you know, get all the backstories of the Gundam pilots, but we really wanted to see the backstory of General Septum. <laughs> oh, it's hey. Mike. And this is Dr. J. All right, so we are here, and what was suggested for this episode of Mobile Suit Mondays was to discuss a manga series. It is entitled Mobile Suit Gundam Wing Episode Zero. And the long and short of episode zero, I didn't really plan anything. I'm just kind of flying by the wing of, uh, by the, the, the seat of my pants. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm winging By the it. wings of wing zero? By the, by the, the, the <laughs> by the, the, the fluffy wings or the, 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 the regular wings? I don't know. Anyway. By the gun name of allies! Yes, yes. So, the, the ones with feathers or the ones without? Um, so, anyway... Gundam Wing Episode Zero is uh, basically, at least in the States, because if you hear, I've got the eight issues actually in front of me, because these, these were things that survived the purge for whatever reason. But um, over here in the States, it was published by Viz Comics, and there are eight issues, and essentially, this is supposed to be, I guess, backstory that was created for right around the time of episode 27 of the Mobile Suit Gundam Wing anime. And I guess because, you know, they love their clip shows or whatever the deal is. Like, it just it just never came to be. And so what ended up happening was the uh, story by uh, Katsuyuki Sumisawa um, was uh, made into a manga. And then it's got art by Akira... Kanbei. Um, and so 
I mean, essentially, if, if I was just going to break it down and make it really, really simple, like, Episode Zero is like Wing Boy's Muppet Babies or something, like, you know? Because it's like, they're, they're, most of them are all, like, little kids, and they're giving a lot of intricate details to their upbringing and backstory and where they all hail from. The first issue pretty much deals with duo Maxwell's upbringing. The second and third issue, I mean, mainly it's focused on Hero Yui, but it also has aspects of, of Trey's Kushranada's backstory and Noin, and there's some other characters sprinkled in there in the second and third issues. By the time you get to the fourth issue, you're dealing with Troa. By the time you get to the fifth issue, there's this, uh, as, as we've, we, we probably will discuss in detail, there's this wonderful, clever, clever-ism about uh, Relina Peacecraft and uh, why she's the most awkward human being in existence or whatever that explains all this. Um, but yeah, there's some backstory on Relina that involves Hero and involves Zex, so there are some fan-favorite characters within her issue. By the sixth issue... Uh, from my perspective, things get a little snoozy, but we're dealing with Catra Revava Winner and uh, all his essential backstory, like how he, he meets his clan and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I think my favorite issue was issue seven, which focuses on Buffet and explains why his Gundam is... Um, why he refers to his Gundam as Nataku. Yes, why, which always, why he refers Which always drives me crazy. I'm like, what, what, is, what does this mean? Yeah, it, it gives the explanation of why he refers to his Gundam as Nataku. And then the, the final issue, issue 8, is actually not a prologue. It's not a prequel. It technically doesn't really fall under the auspices of Episode 0. It's actually kind of like a, a epilogue to endless waltz in a way and kind of just is a whole get the band back together issue and then they don't even really bother to show you the fight it's more about kind of like a butch and sundance moment where you see them you know or, or like the last uh, episode of angel season five you know they're they're kind of charging off into a new mission um and and then there's some some nice um at least in this there's some nice timelines you know there's some nice calendars of all the different events and how this manga falls into those those calendar events that encompass the entire television series and then the ova and everything i i didn't really want to go blow by blow by blow with this but i mean essentially like like i said you're, you're kind of dealing with i don't know if you're, if you're going to take the archie route you know it's like it's like little wing boys or whatever for most of these issues you know it's kind of like the the kid versions of of Duo and the kids' versions of Quatra and Hero and Troa and Wufei and that kind of deal. So that's that's essentially what you're what you're reading and and you're getting at least a lot of explanation to things that maybe you wouldn't have had explanation for. I mean, this would have been fun, I think, to see animated, but since it was never animated, I think it's it's fun that we get to have it in in manga form. Well, what about you guys? Like, because this is obviously I, I have these issues from Viz Comics. Like, I I bought these off the stands when they were coming out, at least in the in the states over here. I was trying to remember exactly how long it's been since I've read them or whatever. I think it's I'm like 2001. Wow, yeah, so super old, like almost almost 20 years old, right? So so yeah. 
But um, wh- how about you guys? Like, ha- have you ever read this before? Is this your first time reading it? Like, how 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 have you guys come to uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing Episode Zero? I had never read this before. It's always been on my radar. You guys know me. I I love Gundam Wing, and we've discussed the series numerous times over the years. And it seems like every time we discuss Gundam Wing, I get it in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read episode zero. Because I, I remember seeing these comics like on the on the stand at the comic book store. I remember flipping through them. I don't think I like burned stolen. I just remember flipping through them and thinking, oh, this is kind of cool. But I just, you know, for whatever reason, it, it was just on my list, you know, to read for years and years and years. And then... Finally, we were like, okay, let's just sit down and read these because I've never read them. And I really enjoyed these. I thought these were great. They answered a lot of questions I had and filled in a lot of gaps, especially for like Relina and Wu Fei. Like, you know, throughout the series in Lindless Wallace, we get little glimpses of the pilots' backstories, but we never get anything too definitive, I feel like, especially for like some of the other guys. But for Wu Fei, you know, throughout the whole series, he's talking to, like, Nataku, and the, I'm like, who, who is this Nataku person? Well, now I know, because, like, Wu Fei was engaged to this chick, and she, she thought she was stronger than him, and Nataku is, like, a term in their colony, meaning the strongest, and he easily beats her, and then there's some shenanigans, and she dives in his arms, and he's, you know, that motivates him to, to prevent his colony from being dropped as part of Operation Meteor and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. And I don't know, I mean, like, as a pilot, I kind of feel like Hero is, he's not bland, but I feel like he's, like, his backstory is kind of obscured on purpose to make him more of a, I don't know, of a badass, because he's doing all this, like, wacky shit in those first few episodes that no one could survive. But, like, Wu Fei in the series, I always felt like his backstory was just pretty pretty ill-defined. And then, as far as Relina, I mean, we've all joked about how, like, wacky, wacky doodle and Betty Cooper crazy Relina is. And this, like, you know, like we joked about before we got on air, like, someone, like, sat down and did like a John Byrne style like retcon of like filling in her backstory because like you know when she first meets Hero she has this like awkward thing where like he like steals the amulets and drives away and she's just standing there like a weird goober and she's got her hand stretched out and she's like I'm Relina Peacecraft nice to meet you or no she's like I'm Relina Doylan nice to meet you and you're just like what like this chick is crazy and then this this one always bugged me too, and I can never figure it out. I thought maybe it was like a reference to like a book or a movie or something, but she calls Hero a little prince, and she's like, "Does that mean Hero's a little prince too?" And I'm like, "What is she talking about?" And you know, I've, I've rewatched Gundam Wing, I've rewatched the series several times over the years, and I'm just like, every time I hear that dialogue, I'm like, this it, it bugs me because like I feel like I should know that. I'm like, is that a reference to like? A book or a movie or something and like well now now i know because and they're they definitely the prince of the stars yeah he, he's, he is a prince of the stars because you know when relina was little she she had an encounter with uh, you know at the time she didn't know it but it was her brother Miyardo, and you know all this stuff and i was like okay that's pretty interesting um but yeah like i i really enjoyed uh, sitting down and reading these 
uh, I was telling you guys, like, I, I enjoyed reading them so much that I went back and, like, I, I watched, like, the first seven or eight episodes of Wing last night. Like, I just kind of wanted to, like, remind myself of, like, some of these characters, like, Septum and Novente. I'm like, oh, Novente, he was the guy in the Alliance, right? And I was like, you know what, screw it, like, you know, Derek sent me his DVDs years ago when he upgraded to Blu-ray. Like, I'm just going to sit down and fill, fill in the gaps and remind myself. And, you know, I just intended to watch, like, maybe, like, a couple episodes. But I ended up watching, like, almost to, the, like, the end of the second disc. So, yeah, that's that's how much I enjoyed reading these comics. Yeah, I, I not to bury the lead, but, I mean, I, I, I was going to ask you guys before I asked Mike, like, kind of what his general thoughts are. But, I mean, I, I think you kind of went into it. But the, the Wufei episode the issue you know the seventh issue is probably my favorite but i just i you know the the thing that cracks me up about it is like my favorite part is the thing i have on my avatar where he's he's running off because his basically his bride-to-be has has taken the you know the mobile suit out to to fight and everything and he's like stupid woman what's the point of claiming justice when you don't have power and I'm sitting there going, ah, good old Wufei, telling SJWs they're dumb, like, way before they were ever born or whatever. You know, like, I don't know. Like, this is just interesting. And I know is not supposed to be, like, necessarily the person that you, you, uh, I guess, identify with. Identify with but but he, he, always, he always provides, like, a good, you know, it's like, it's like that whole, like, Janeway, you know, Seven of Nine thing. Like, he's just a dude who, who says shit that, like, you know, that people just are oblivious to. They don't even bother to think about, you know? And, and it's, it's interesting that, like, yeah, he's a warrior on the show, but he came from being, like, this highly intellectual academic person, and his whole point was he didn't he didn't want to get involved in any of that stuff, but then, you know, his woman dies on him, and he takes up the banner of the cause, and, you know, that's, I, th I think that makes sense, too, because you, you, you see why somebody, you know, to me, like, I always, I don't know if I identified with Wu Fei, but I understood his plight, especially in, in Endless Waltz, like, you know, guys go off to war and then get treat like shit when they come back you know like it's like all that kind of stuff like that that's that's just human nature and and you know maybe a lot of these cyclical things that that a gundam series would tend to focus on you know these historical i guess quote unquote not not a revolution in the sense of an overthrow but i mean these these cycles you know that you go through in history where it just you know endlessly repeats itself but I, I guess I was going to ask... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, there, there's that episode early in the series where, you know, Zex and Noin, they're meeting up. And Noin is so... I mean, I like the character of Noin, but her first appearance, she's so arrogant and full of herself because she's trained these... She's trained her cadets, and she's like, she's like, none of my cadets are going to die in battle. Like, she's so arrogant and confident about her abilities and the abilities of her cadets and then what happens like here comes Wu Fei he blows up the barracks for her cadets killing most of them and knowing is so like driven with anger to get revenge but then she has a moment of doubt when she see when she hears and sees that the killer is a kid and you know that's when Wu Fei's like you're a woman and he just like he's like <laughs> he just he just berates her for showing weakness. You know, he's like, you know, if you didn't have the convictions to like come out here and kill me, then yeah, what's why, the point? Like, it doesn't. 
Yeah, you know, it's like you, she was so arrogant and confident in her abilities and her cadets, and then Wu Fei exposed the weakness and killed them. And then she couldn't follow through with it because she saw like Wu Fei was like, now I think she even says, like, he's a kid. He's like, a woman. <laughs> well, that's why they, that, this was my favorite part of this. He's like, stupid woman. And it's like, you, you know, that, I guess maybe that, something like that, like somebody going out on their own. And he loved her. I mean, like, like, that, yeah. that, you know, that, it, it, it's, it's this tragic kind of situation, right? Because he lost the love of his life at like what? At, I mean, we're talking about Muppet Babies and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like he, he lost the love of his life at Muppet Baby age, you know? Like, I mean, like, how fucking tragic is that? Like, you know, I mean, I'm trying to make a joke about it, but it's like, it's ridiculously awful. And that's why, I mean, all these, all these issues are trying to establish why the characters are the way they are you know and so you you get some some additional insight into their backstory and it, it just makes them a lot more well-rounded as far as being you know three-dimensional characters but mike what about you man what um like have you read this before is this your first time like what's your deal with with episode zero yeah, I, I've read this before. Like, I have the, like, Viz release of the collection, like, the manga-sized collection. And I probably got it around, you know, when it came out, like, 2002 or 2003, back when, like, manga was, like, slowly kind of dripping into, like, bookstores, like, Borders and, you know, Walden books and, like, stuff like that. So, like, I picked this straight off the bookshelf. And, yeah, like, and, I, yeah, I read it and, like... You know, I like, like, uh, there's you know, the comic book fan in me appreciates all the, the, you know, attempts to, you know, explain continuity, provide, you know, what we call like the John Byrne clever, clever explanations and stuff. Like, I don't know how well some of them work or like, I, I, I know, like, you know, you have to have some level of coincidence for there to be dramatic, like, impact. But sometimes you're like, well, come on, like that, that, that seems impossible, but. Like, I, I don't know, like, for example, like, Tro, like, it's implied in Troa's chapter that Catherine really is his sister. Yeah. And, like, they were separated when they were kids. And, like, somehow he ends up at this random circus and somehow he makes her acquaintance. And then, like, somehow they, like, cultivate that relationship again without knowing it. Like, and I, there's a, that's just one example, but there's a lot of like stuff like that in this series. So like reading it now, I'm kind of like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of coincidental. Like that's kind of, you know, it's kind of contrived if, if you want to be harsh. But, you know, I still appreciate like the effort like and I think like, you know, the emotional beats and setting up like, you know, the way characters are, like you said, like I think it particularly works well in Wu Fei's case, like it is very helpful to the series because like the series isn't the series doesn't often draw a lot of lines between like development or character like character development and like sometimes characters are one way and then all of a sudden the next episode they're another way and you know like i think this this is a good supplement to like you know providing a little more of the glue between those moments and stuff or when like a character would say something like, I think we were just joking about Rolina, like something completely bizarre or profound or as as the commentary in this very manga puts it, like far out words no normal person would say, like when they're talking about Rolina's like, you know, 
uh, poetic phrasing or whatever, but like they kind of try to explain why they would say things like that. Like, like I think it's pretty, it's early on in the series, but like, you know, hero says like, you know, Oh, my philosophy is like, always follow your feelings or your heart or whatever. But you're kind of like, well, you're like, Hero's a pretty emotionless guy. Like, what what the hell is he talking about? Like, where would he get that? Like, he hasn't, it doesn't seem like he's someone who follows his, like, emotions or feelings or whatever. But, you know, they try to give you an explanation for that. Like, I like, Derek, you said you liked, like, the Wufei chapters. I liked, I think the Heroes was my favorite, like, like the two-parter like at least because i think in all of wing like trays is probably my favorite character yeah, and he you, gets like the most get, spotlight there breadcrumb thrown to you for that right because because he doesn't trays doesn't get his own individual chapter but this this may as well be the trays chapter too right because you you have the yeah it's back to him and there, there's that fun little back note matter where you know it kind of spells it out for people who are like you know, the people that are like, who is the burn victim in the English patient? There's that back matter that spells out where they're like, look, if if Hero hadn't um, bazooka Trace Kushranada's mobile suit, he wouldn't be in the hospital. If he wasn't in the hospital, he wouldn't have met his wife. If he wouldn't have met his wife, they wouldn't have had Mari Maya. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like one of those things where it's like if you know if, if Hero Yui hadn't uh, rolled up and been a boss with his you know Muppet Babies bazooka, like then, then none of this shit would have gone down, right? Like, <laughs> what did you guys think about Catra's chapter? Because like I I've never been big on Boring. Catra as a character, Snooze. and then and then his uh, backstory here, I think it didn't really do him any favors with Snooze. me because it's like. It, it just kind of made him feel like more of a brat to me, and he doesn't come across as like a, a, a stuck-up brat in the series. I just, I don't know, like I those connections, like you know, this these issues do a good job of connecting, you know, is that, like is that supposed to be an homage? Like, is that good that Catcher gets slapped, like Amro gets slapped, or whatever? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't know, but yeah, I don't. I I think I think. Catra's chapter was the one I was the the least invested in for me. Mm. I mean, I get it. I mean, it makes sense. Like, it, it, and again, I guess maybe this is this is that stuff that that Mike finds um, uh, uh, coincidental, right? It's like he's a he's a test tube baby, but he's not a test tube baby. You know what I mean? Like, but he never knew he wasn't, you know, or whatever, you know, just stuff like that. And then, and then I guess they're I trying like, to explain the goggles and all that stuff, you know, but I like, I like how like the traitor member of the Maguanak Corps is named Yuda Iscariot. I'm like, Oh, that's not obvious. It's like, <laughs> how did we not know to trust the guy named that? <laughs> Wait, his, name, guy, his name might his the, name must might named, as well have been like like Jack Betrayo or something. <laughs> <laughs> the guy named Judas gave us up for for forty pieces of silver. We never would have seen it coming. You know, you know, just randomly like Back, backstab Betrayo or backstab Betrayo. Backstab Betrayal has betrayed us! And it's like, what? 
The um, you know. Oh, I was just gonna say real quick. The the only the, the only thing that I think is weird is I don't mind like it's it. They've got eight covers here for the Western release, and most of them make perfect sense. Like usually, like in an issue that deals with Hero, he'll be on the cover. An issue that deals with Troa or Relina or Catra or Wu Fei, they'll be on the cover. And even the last issue, I'm like, okay, so it's a group shot. Well, that makes sense because you're you're dealing with the whole group. The first issue is a group shot, which I could understand. Like you want to sort of sell the, the, the the main draw, which is is all five of the pilots, right? So that's fine. But then you know the thing I thought was weird is that first issue that has the group shot of all five pilots deals with Duo Maxwell, and then Duo Maxwell has his little Bishoni freaking weirdo cover where he's lifting up his shirt in issue three but issue three is the second part of hero's story so i'm kind of like but i guess they were too afraid to like kick off the series with the the bishy looking duo maxwell cover or something i don't know but it just seems funny to me hero couldn't be bothered to lift his shirt a little bit (laughs) no Maybe Hero should have, like, you know, taken one of the, like, loops off his tank top or something and shown some shoulder or something. Mission declined. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be doing that. I don't think so. What were you going to say before, Justin? Oh, you know what I would have liked? I would have liked maybe not a whole chapter, but maybe some uh, insight into Lady Un's backstory. Mm. I always thought she was uh, a pretty interesting character just being, you know, the way that she is, I mean, she's pretty wacky doodle too. I mean, she talk about a character who has like massive tonal shifts, you know, from it's the beginning weird. to the like, end of the series. There's a character in Troa's chapter named, named Midian, Un. Un, but yeah, the, like, I noticed that. as far I've always looked it up, and they they said there's no connection between those characters mm-hmm. that have that has ever been revealed. So yeah, because that does sort of stand out because you're like, wait a minute. You you would think with like you know a series that is based on drawing connections between characters and stuff, but like you know, I guess no, she doesn't have any connection to Lady On at all, or maybe she does, but they never you know. They they certainly don't spell it out. Yeah, exactly. I like uh you know the hero's like two parter like features his like you know sort of mentor slash adopted dad like Odin Lowe. And, like, he's the guy, I guess, who killed the original hero, Yui, and, like, kicked off, like, the whole series almost, basically. Because that's, like, the, you know, historical event they always, like, call back on in terms of, you know, the hostilities between the colonies and Earth or whatever. So, like, like I thought that was an interesting kind of relationship, like, where you kind of see, I guess you, you kind of see where both how hero is so, like, detached but also how he, you know, he kind of has like a sort of a hidden like side to him, like where he's, you know, he's got a sort of not a sentimental side, but he's got some kind of uh, heart, I guess. Well, I, I think that's true. I mean, it's it, their relationship. I mean, you know, it, it goes back to the whole, you know, lone wolf and cub Mandalorian thing, you know, like, like that, that it's, 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 they're, they're both kind of assassins, you know, Shogun assassin, whatever, right? Like, and, and, and there's the older mentor and the, the younger, you know, apprentice or whatever, but they're not, 
they're not always allowed to show intense emotion for one another. But when it comes down to it, I mean, you can kind of see that they they had appreciation, love, feelings for one another that they just couldn't really vocalize that often on a daily basis, given what they were, you know, they were trying to do. But when it all comes down to it, I mean, what's the best, uh, the best, you know, I guess going away present if someone's dying that you can give them, but complete their mission for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. All right, I'll blow up this shit. And then all of a sudden it was like that, that, that sort of, you know, fucked up septum's day you know like so it's like i love i love that bit where he's like you know like the command center's like blowing up general septum he's like what like <laughs> put out the fire like use the colonies uh, weather system if you have to uh, trays and his like future like baby mama are like joke like laughing about it in the hospital <laughs> yeah. oh the great alliance general made the whole colony rain just to put out one little fire and Trace is like, what a fucking competent. Like, <laughs> he's like, one day I'm going to throw him out an airplane and have my uh, second shoot him in the head. Yeah, like, I always appreciated Trace because he, like, even though he's, he's like, technically, like, the main antagonist of Wing, like, he seems to have a better, like, understanding and grasp of, like, like combat and warfare and like than anyone like even like someone like septum like looks down on him like does who like septum's like kind of like oh he's like an aristocrat or whatever but trey's seems to you know he leads from the front like he he takes a shot to protect noin like when hero like shoots the bazooka at the command center like like he's an actual like leader and soldier He's got all those, like, Xanatos, you know, plans within plans thing going on, too. Yeah. Like, I, even, even in Wu Fei's chapter, like, you know, when, mm-hmm. like, Septim orders, like, Sally, like, you know, oh, we're going to, like, you know, gas that colony or use germ warfare. And then, like, tra- they say, like, oh, well, you know, General Trey says we're just going to attack it outright. Like, there's no, like, honor in a germ, like, a viral attack or something. So, like, that's, you know... I dig that. I think that that's why I like Trey's. I think yeah, he he's got a sense of like fair play, even though he's doing and like at the very you know at the very end of the series, I always appreciated that he kind of like took responsibility for everything. Like he was like, "Look, this was always going to end with my death because like he like you know he keeps track of like all the people who have died because of his like machinations and stuff." Mm-hmm. It's too bad we didn't get a chapter about Trey's himself. I would have liked that. I did like, you know, in Relina's chapter when him and Zex are like, you know, palling around and Trace is the one who like says, wow, he like fights like lightning. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to give him a super cool nickname. Like, what do you like? We haven't I don't think we've talked about it, but what do you guys think of like Duo's chapter? I think it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, there's that that I think is the one that kicks you off. Right. And it's it's pretty simplistic. I mean, it shows you his is i guess that he came from the streets essentially right and then and then he was brought in by that nun and the priest and they were probably the only people who actually really showed him any sense of kindness and he tries to repay it but i mean ultimately he can't i mean that 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 he was part of that whole you know what do they call it the massacre or whatever like and it's like that 
you know, I mean, I don't know. It's funny because it's like he 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 has all these rambunctious things. Like my my takeaway from it was always kind of like, oh, that cute rapscallion, you know, duo Maxwell always saying blasphemous things in front of priests and nuns, you know. And part of you is kind of like, well. Like, probably that wouldn't go over with any real priest or nun, but, like, in this case, these priests and nuns, like, have to be like, oh, ha, 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 woofay, talking about gods of death and makes so much sense, you know, or whatever, and you're just like, that probably wouldn't have really happened, but, you know, I don't know, it's fine. I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I liked it. I think they overused his little phrase from the TV show, you know, where he's like, I may run and hide, but I'll never tell a lie. They used that like three or four times in his uh, chapter. That kind of like, I don't know. I, I thought it was a little overused. Like, say it once, and that would have been fine. But they kept saying it. And I was like, oh, come on, dude. Like they, that. They, they kept, you said they, it. They kept having him say, "Don't have a cow, man." Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. In the nineties, were they gonna like make a bunch of a line of like duo Maxwell T-shirts and stuff? Yes. Yes. It's gonna be your. Um, your holy attire, you know, you've got the little white collar, and then it'll say the line on the back. <laughs> Duo Maxwell's like, I caramba! Like... <laughs> Duo Maxwell, I didn't do it! Hey, hero, eat my shorts! <laughs> Bart, Bart Simpson and, and uh, Duo Maxwell, and then uh, Trey's and um, Lady Oon can pal around with like Destro and the Baroness or something. You know? No, it like you know that final. Well, I think it's like the second to last chapter where they like have sort of the Operation uh, Meteor like start off or whatever. Like it always like in in Endless Waltz or whatever. It always like weirded me out too. Where I'm like, wait, so like did all. I guess they would have to have been coordinating, but did all five scientists decide to not do Operation Meteor? Like, they, they basically all five of them, except, well, I guess, except maybe Wu Fei's, like, you know, master, like, says, like, they all say, like, just do what you believe in. Don't, don't do, don't follow Operation Meteor or whatever. Or they at least give them the option to do, like, something different. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, maybe there was coordination between the five of them. that, And maybe, yeah. maybe like, you could fudge it and say that Wu Fei's, like, sort of, you know, master, like, was using reverse psychology on him or something where he was like, we are going to do it. And he knew Wu Fei would not stand for that. So, yeah, talk about coincidences. I always thought that was kind of weird in the series because I was like, well, that would be a, a huge coincidence if all these guys just they just decided to do their own thing and their, you know, their doctors or their masters were like, okay, do whatever. But you think about it and, you know, reading this and rewatching the series, I mean, they, they had to have been in contact and coordinated it, you know, like they were probably like, so we're not actually gonna do this operation meteor. Right. And they were like, Oh yeah, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. Wouldn't. And that's another thing. It's like, like they didn't tell like the, they didn't tell them about each other like like in the series like all the gundam pilots are like surprised to learn there are other Mm -hmm. like gundam pilots on earth so it's like that could have been like helpful like 
oh, by the way, there's like four other guys like with weapons of mass destruction that are going to be palling around with you. So, or at least you're going to encounter them. Like, so, but I guess it's all like, you know, do as your heart tells you hero. Like (laughs) I love, I do love the end of heroes, like second chapter where it's like, and now we show you how hero became a Gundam pilot. And like Dr. J's just lying against the wall, like in an alley. And he's like, Hey kid, want to be a Gundam pilot? (laughs) You got, you got cool tank top. You want to be a Gundam pilot? Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see if, if, Dr. J would told like Hero the full like scope of it. He was like, "Yeah, there kid, there are five Gundams and I created them all." <laughs> He's like, "Wingman, Decide Man, <laughs> Shinlong Man." <laughs> little, little Muppet Baby Hero is like, "Okay." Okay. <laughs> well, then I guess like, you know, when uh, whatever Master O was talking to like Wu Fei, like, oh, we are gonna do the Operation Meteor. Wu Fei was like, excuse me. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I like, I, I enjoy this. Like, I, I like, I said, even though, like, I kind of think a lot of it is kind of like, yeah, like John Byrne, clever, clever things. Yeah. Like, maybe it's a little necessary, like, based on you know how vague things are in the TV show. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. This definitely has that layer to it, but it's it's fun for what it is. I mean, you know, I, and and again, you, you, I guess from my perspective, you know, like I, I've never been the the one that was super deep into the the mobile suit aspect of it, and this was all very character driven. So this this I guess appeals to me on that level, whether it's you know clever clever or not you know at least at least to me i'm like this deals with the characters and and their their emotions and backstory and and that whole you know kind of can of worms so it's like that for me is you know and the presentation is pretty well done i mean you know everybody you know for the most part i mean i know we said oh it'd be nice to see a chapter of, of one character or the other you know some of the more supporting characters but i mean it does a good job i mean it covers all the the really the the main players right like it covers all the wing boys it covers relina you know and then and then you've got that thing at the end with um you know with with the kind of like i guess postscript to to endless waltz or whatever which you know i i could take or leave it but you know i i suppose i could see the argument like oh i would have rather had a chapter dedicated to trays or a chapter dedicated to zex or a chapter dedicated to lady Un or whoever but I like I like that bit in like the sort of like Operation Meteor prologue where Hero um, prevents the assassination attempt on Relina's father. And then like when like she kind of like looks up at the like skyscraper he's standing on and he does like the thing he does like in the opening where he puts his hand in front of his face or whatever. And then, like, Relina should have been like, huh, why do I, like, suddenly hear just while be And then, like... <laughs> I think it would be really cool if, like, for the 25th or 30th anniversary of Wing, they, like, animated this as an OVA or something. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That'd be nice. 
Now, I've always been, like, I've told you guys about it, but I've never really, like, read it or looked into it or seen if there's any translations of it. Like, I've always been curious about Frozen Teardrop, which is, like, the sequel to Gundam Wing. But it's only, I think it's only an audio drama and, like, a series of novels that I don't think, as far as I can tell, have never been translated. And what from what I read, like, people are not, like, too happy with it and think it's, like, terrible, like, fan fiction or whatever. But Yeah, I... I I've heard some stuff on it, and it's it it sounds terrible, and people were talking smack about it, and I it's it sounds like wacky doodle. What so yeah. I can say. was it, as somebody who's total new to that? Like, like, is there anything like specific that you know of based on your your I guess cursory uh, review of other people's thoughts on it? Like, what? what specifically is wacky doodle or what does everybody all like hate about it that gets it labeled like massive fan i guess there's more like of that coincidental stuff that i was like complaining about like earlier where it's like like hero like it's frozen like cryogenically and like Mm -hmm. wakes up like 20 or 30 years in the future or something and like he teams up with like the sons and daughters of the other like pilots and like like Duo's son is exactly like him, so it's basically it's like, hey, Duo too, like, and he's like, exact. He looks just like Duo. He acts just like Duo, and it's it's a bunch of stuff like that, like and that are just. Catra's daughter looks exactly like Catra, and you don't even know it's a, a girl for like yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah, I don't know, but th- there's uh, I I don't know a lot of specifics about it, but that's that's kind of what I heard is that it's not very and like. I, something it's something about like relina is like the bad guy or something where she she was also like cryogenically frozen but like she went insane or something <laughs> like even more betty cooper insane <laughs> like and like she's she like wears a mask and stuff and she's like the like bad guy or whatever yeah, but i don't know like i don't know yeah but I don't know. Maybe one day they'll like. I'm Wings still like you know pretty popular. I'm sure maybe one day they'll like Japan might revisit it in some manner. Like I think when they did that poll, like you know, long a, a few years ago, like when they were like, "What do you want us to animate next?" It's like you know a sequel to Unicorn, like one, which is why we got narrative. Okay. And then, but like one of the, I think one of the options was like Frozen Teardrop. And then, like, Crossbone Gundam, and then, you know, various other things. I, I would still like a, you know, a fully animated, like, Crossbone Gundam, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that that didn't get upvoted, but maybe maybe it's, like, one of those uh, Hasbro fan polls where it's, like, fixed or something. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprise! Uh-huh. Like, we were always going to make this. Yeah. We were going to make it any damn way. <laughs> Well, we we already started making this like mo- narrative movie, but since it didn't win the poll, we'll just erase all the millions of dollars of like progress right. we put into it. Like, yeah. what ifs? Cool. Well, does anybody have any last thoughts on Gundam Wing Episode Zero? Um, the only other thing I'll say is, did did either of you ever read any of the other like manga side stories or like that kind of take place during the series yeah, or the, the, after no, the series? The majority of my Gundam reading was never the adaptations. Like I kind of turned my nose up at stuff that I figured I could watch on TV. But if it was, you know, I I know 
it, it, part of the confusion of, of getting together to do this was I was like, oh, wait, there's there's episode zero, and then there's, um, what is it? There's another one that's titled zero. Like, and I was like, wait a minute. Which oh, one, yeah. Which um, one? Which one? Gra- ground ground zero. zero. Right? Like, and I was like, okay, well, there's that. And, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I've read it. Like, basically, like, I think if, if Viz tried to release it back in that time frame, you know, the, the, you know, early aughts, basically, as, as the kids will call them, like the, uh, I, I, I've probably read at least some of those at least once, but I mean, I think it would be something where like this, I'd need to definitely reread it to refresh my memory on, on specifics. But I mean, I, I, I do read a lot of supplementary Gundam manga and material when I know get what, my hands know what, Know what I think you would like, Justin? And I think like there's only like fan scanlations of it, but uh, Glory of the Losers, which is a retelling of the series in manga form, but it's kind of like the origin where they kind of like, you know, flesh out things and like, you know, they, they they make it so all the Gundams look like they would evolve into their like endless waltz versions, basically. Like they mm. redesigned everything and... Like, it's a lot more expansive, and some of the things, like, that might not have made sense in the series, like, are expanded on and made, like, made more sense and stuff like that. That does sound interesting. Um, what is the Ground Zero one about? Uh, I don't remember it too yeah, well. Like, That's why I was like, it's been so long since I read it. Oh, I, was it? That's it, the it, one, it isn't like, that? It, I know it's four issues, but. Yeah, isn't that the one where, like, the other Gundam pilots, like, like kidnap or they lure hero into a trap and like it's a whole test to see if he's ready to give up his gundam or something like at the end of the series or something dumb like that and there's another one called the blind target yeah yeah they steal they steal the wing zero in in ground zero yeah yeah that's what it was yeah and then blind blind target target, is like yeah. yeah like some I forgot someone's trying to kill Rolina again and they have to like protect her and like they're trying to steal some other guys are trying to steal the Gundams and it, it, it's a, there's not very many different like plot lines they can do. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have to add. What about you, Justin? Any last thoughts or I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a good, it is a good mini series. If you, if you enjoy Gundam Wing specifically, I think I would I would heartily recommend this. And mm-hmm. you know, if 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 you're only you know casually involved in Gundam or or you're not as big a fan of Wing, then then maybe you know you might want to reconsider. But I mean, if you if you are kind of knee deep in in Gundam Wing, I I think you will appreciate this miniseries. So yeah, I think that's gonna do it for tonight. If you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can reach us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. You can check out the backlog of episodes for Mobile Suit Mondays over on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. And we're on all kinds of streaming. We can be found on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify, so you can stream us there. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we get on social media. We're over on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, yeah, so uh, until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, 
<laughs> Mission accepted. Signing off. Hey, it's Mike, and what? This podcast is on fire? I'll use the entire colony's weather system to put it out. And this is Justin, signing off. <laughs> I like when uh like Odin Low tries to kill Septum and he's like like Odin Low like I haven't seen him since that time I hired him to assassinate Hero <laughs> Yo I mean not I shouldn't have said that out loud <laughs> I mean, no, not that thing I just said. Uh, I forgot how thirsty Noin was for Zex at the beginning of the series. Like, she's yeah. like, I'm like, man. <laughs> and then they're like at that little like club with like all the mood lighting and she's like uh, clinking her sword against his and they're drinking wine. I'm like, dude, she is so thirsty right now. She wants the Zex. <laughs> It's like, I can't do it, Noin. Not as long as I have this bucket on my head. <laughs> she wants the Zex sex. <laughs> she wants to see his tall geese. <laughs> <laughs>